You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, your chance to qualify for a $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. We're taking text 960-960, name and location. I've missed the Calgary Flames more than I missed blank. I've missed the Calgary Flames more than I missed blank. Later on in the show, two former NHL or former Calgary Flame, Corey Sarich, will join us at 8 o'clock. But right now, probably our favorite guest of the week. And we kick things off always on a Monday morning with NFL analyst for CBS Sports on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to Charles Davis. Charles, how are you? I'm wonderful, gentlemen. How are you today? We're good. Uh, it's Super Bowl week. It's finally here. The real countdown is on. Yeah. Just want to get your thoughts on the Pro Bowl, Charles, yesterday, what you saw. I didn't see any of it. Okay. I didn't, I didn't see anything leading up to it. I didn't see anything <laughs> through it. My thoughts on the Pro Bowl? Yep. Did you see Josh Jacobs' tweet? I'm not on Twitter, but it, it, it went out there to yep. where you didn't need to be on Twitter to get it. Did you see what he wrote? I did, yep. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but I will I say Josh this. Jacobs, I think Josh Jacobs nailed it. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. And I know other people enjoy and, you know, and this, that, and everything. I, I totally get it. I just, you know, I, I don't – I say I get it. doesn't mean I have to watch it. How right. does that sound? <laughs> um, I, the, here's just my one takeaway, and I kind of laughed watching the flag football games. I watched in and out of it just yeah. a little bit yesterday how impossible it is to actually defend those guys when you can't even get physical yeah, with them. Forget it. it. It's over. Yeah, great point. Yeah. Like, That's a great point. You know what it'd be, you know what it'd be like? Tell, tell me if I'm wrong on this. It'd be like an NHL game with no checking. Yeah. That's what it is. Right? Like, if, if you, like you know the NHL All-Star game before they change the formats and all, and I, I don't know that it's appreciably bigger. But you remember they had gotten to the point in the NHL All-Star game where they were very similar to what the Pro Bowl was when they when they were pseudo-playing and they had pads on and the whole thing and no one was hitting each other. And the poor goalies <laughs> were just under siege. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one was checking. No one was stopping anyone. They were just bearing down and, and rifling shots at them. And we were getting 17-14 All-Star games and things of that nature in hockey. I, I think what your analogy is to me – that, that's what it is. When, when you can't take away anything from those people, when you can't slow them down at all, then, then you have no chance as a defender. I think the other thing with these games, Charles, is that you know these guys are professional athletes. I think we like to believe that on a, a night before game night, they probably don't go out and, and put a few beverages away. But <laughs> with games like this, the NHL All-Star game down in Sunrise, Florida, or no, it was down in Miami, wasn't it, this past uh, weekend? Yeah, I think that... Yeah. Like, what, do, yeah. what are we asking of these guys to go out and absolutely pin their ears back the night before and then try and put on a show for everybody? I will tell you a story that I read, and I think it sums up the Pro Bowl pretty well. Actually, I'll give you two quick ones. Alex Karish, you remember that name mm-hmm. at all? Webster. Alex, the Hall of Fame. Yep, Webster. Webster's, Webster's guardian father. Yes. Right? He and, he and Susan, Susan Clark, who were married in real life, um, and uh, Ben Vereen came in as the uncle, right? Right. Anyway, he did a spot on the Cosby Show, Alex, too, didn't he? Uh-huh. He did a spot oh, on the Vereen. Cosby Show, too, Ben Vereen, didn't he? 
Anyway, oh, sorry, go ahead, Charles. Yeah, ben, ben, I'm derailing your story. Ben worked the circuit. Yes. No, sorry. no, no. Ben worked the circuit. He was, he was a good performer. Yep. You know, he worked the circuit. The uh, Alice was was a you know an incredible player. Eventually became a Hall of Famer way too late for for what it should have been. He had already passed away. Anyway, he ta- he said that when they were at the Pro Bowl, he said teams would often like to fool defensive tackles like him who were very quick and they would read plays and they would go quickly and a lot of times you would fake something to get the defensive tackle to move and you'd hand the ball off inside and the running back would go. They call it back then they called it a give play right? Give it to the fullback inside, but you got to fake first to get the defense tackle. Now, he said, during the season when I'm keyed up and I'm cat quick and I'm this, that, and everything, there's a chance that could work. He said, but at the Pro Bowl, when you've been out the night before the game, you had a few drinks in you, you're not too inclined to follow any fake. <laughs> he said, he and his defensive tackle made, I forgot who it was, he said, we had been out the night before, it was the Pro Bowl, it wasn't like we were breaking training, because there was no training. And the next day we're hung over and we're playing and they ran that, that give play and we absolutely annihilated a poor running back coming through. Hmm. And he was like, you guys are supposed to move. And they're like, um, it's the pro bowl. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and the other quick story, Howie long told me when I worked with Howie, Howie had decided to retire, but he didn't tell anyone. And he was in his last pro bowl and he knew this is the last time he was putting on pads and playing. But we all know that the Pro Bowl is what we call brother-in-law play. Brother-in-law means you help each other out. You don't do anything. You don't embarrass anyone, you know, all that sort of a deal, right? So Howie say doesn't tell anyone. And he works himself into a frenzy in pregame. He is fired up. Last time I'm going to put on pads. It's my last game. I'm going to do it. He said the first three snaps of the game, he just destroyed people. He said the poor center, the guard, the running back just got clobbered. People went down on the ground. He said he said that everyone's staring at him like, what are you doing? He said his own teammates on the defense were like, yo, Hal, what's up? Did you did, did you jump on Would you take something before? The, he's like, what were you talking about? They're like, dude, it's the Pro Bowl. You just absolutely clotheslined that running back. What was that all about? And he's like, oh. He had to talk himself back down because he knew it was his last game. He hadn't told anyone, and he came out and played it like it was the Super Bowl. And everybody was like, dude, what are you doing? That's awesome. So if, that, if those two don't sum up the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Right. I, I can't I can't tell you what more. Now, this format could work in terms of fan for things and the whole deal, and it's another great vehicle for the Mannings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have sure. to tell you, I have already written letters, texted, petitioned, begged to be the fourth Manning son. Okay? okay. So I'm working on this. I don't want anyone else trying to get in on yeah. my territory. I put the time in, okay, and I will continue to put the time in. In fact, I fired one off to 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 Brother Peyton and Brother Eli today and told them what a great job they did, even though I didn't watch a minute of it. But I just told them it was fantastic week and them heading the whole thing up. And then I then I sent one to Dad Manning too and just said, you know, you've done a great job with them. I'd like you to do a great job with me as well. You know, I am trying to get in there, mm-hmm. okay, but their vehicle and Mannings and Omaha Productions and all that. It has to be a success for them. It has to be another success. They don't make mistakes along the way. They do this. They're calculating. They're smart. They're shrewd. They're funny. And people like them. And it works really well. And all mm-hmm. I do is stand there and applaud and marvel yeah. because they know how to do this thing. 
And I think that for ESPN, that's got to be the win. It's not necessarily the game, the, the format, the whatever, but having them at the center of it is a very good idea. Uh, Charles, do you have Cooper Manning's number? <laughs> I have Coop's number, too. Oh, there's okay. no question I got Coop's number. All Listen, right. He's All right. probably the funniest Manning, and people don't know it because Coop couldn't fulfill his career. And by the way, athletically speaking, if yeah. you rank the Mannings, Archie, dad, is one. Yeah. Cooper two, before Cooper got hurt, then you got to then you break the tie between Peyton and Eli. You go ahead and break the tie, but Cooper was a wide receiver, and yeah. he was Peyton's wide receiver as a senior in high school. Peyton, I think, was a sophomore maybe, and then went to Ole Miss on scholarship, not because he was a man, but because he was darn good. And then they det- they determined he had spinal stenosis and he couldn't play anymore. So truthfully, Peyton and Eli and and Peyton talked about it in a book and, and Cooper talked about it. Peyton wrote Cooper a letter telling him hmm. we're, we're, we're essentially playing for you, trying to fulfill the dreams for you that you couldn't play. But if you ever get, get a hold of some tape, you'll see that Coop was the goods. There's no hmm. doubt. Uh, Charles Davis, NFL analyst, CBS Sports, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. All right, Charles, uh, big Super Bowl 57, Chiefs and Eagles. It's the youngest quarterback matchup in the history of the Super Bowl, and it's also the first matchup of two black starting quarterbacks. Which one is more significant? Run that by me one more time. Uh, It's the the youngest quarterback matchup in the history of the Super Bowl between Hurts and Mahomes. And it's also the first matchup of two black starting quarterbacks. Which is more significant? Oh, easily the second one. And I know that at a certain point, people are like, we have to keep talking about this. Why is this significant? I'm not a racist. I'm all for, you know, I root for these guys. I love them, blah, blah, blah. I get it. And and I, I totally understand where people are coming from in terms of I'm a football fan. This shouldn't be the first story, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I, I totally get it. It's a story because we could have had this so long ago, but it wasn't permitted to happen so long ago. We couldn't have it until now. In other words, when I say that, people look at me funny and I say, okay, we watch these spread offenses. We watch these mobile quarterbacks. We watch these quarterbacks make plays off schedule. We watch the so-called athletic quarterback, which used to be code for black quarterback, right? We see all these things. There were a number of these quarterbacks that, that came along that we moved to other positions that we said couldn't be our starters. Somewhere George Talaferro, somewhere Willie Thrower, um, somewhere Eldridge Dickey. You know, you know all these quarterbacks who came in the past – you know, that we said, hey, you can't play quarterback. You got to go play another position. The world's not ready for that. My idol, Condridge Holloway at the University of Tennessee, ended up in Canada playing quarterback. But he went to Tennessee because he wanted to go to Alabama, his native state. And Bear Bryant, the great Bear Bryant, well, in some ways did him a solid and said, Condridge, we'd love to have you here, but we're just not ready for a black quarterback yet. I'd have to change your position. So if you're going to play quarterback so much, you should go somewhere else. So we're still on that on that on that road to where it is not is not a, a, a you know we're we're still trying to get to where it's not a big deal, and I think in a lot of ways the quarterbacks involved would like for it not to be a big deal, but for all the people of the past, for my dad who was a quarterback coming out of high school, 
and couldn't go to the University of West Virginia and had to go to an HBCU because they weren't taking black quarterbacks. For those people, it's still significant. For anyone who had their position changed, it's still significant. So, yes, it is It is a big deal watching them do their thing. When Doug Williams did it and broke the barrier and won a Super Bowl, yeah. wow. I mean, that's just huge. We've seen black coaches go at it now with Tony Dungy and, and Lovey Smith. So that barrier has, quote, unquote, been broken. But it, it doesn't become a normal story until it happens multiple times <laughs> and we don't have to right. even think about it anymore. It becomes part of the fabric. The next time we have black coaches against each other in the Super Bowl, it'll still be a story because we haven't had it since Dungy and, and Lovey. You see? So in, in, if, it's not a, if it doesn't become normalized, mm-hmm. it's still a story. And that's where we are with that. So people understand where I'm coming from on it. You know, I, I watched it growing up. You know, I, I saw it firsthand. I lived it in my own household, let alone – can I recommend some of the great works of other people to, to read the stories that are out there? You know, William Roden, Bill Roden, one of the great writers and chroniclers out there, has written a book about the black quarterback and that experience. Okay. Um, this is one that just came out not too long ago. Last name Reed. And I just got done reading the book. Uh, Jason Reed, Rise of the Black Quarterback. You know, read Keyshawn Johnson and Bob Glauber's The Forgotten First. You can go right on down the line, uh, breaking the line. Samuel Friedman talking about black HBCUs breaking through and, and at the end, FAMU playing University of Tampa, black school versus a white school in a very significant game. But now you got black quarterback playing. You know, Jimmy Ray playing quarterback for Michigan State against Notre Dame in 1966 on national television in the game of the century. Mm-hmm. Everybody's turning on their TV and saying, who the heck is that playing quarterback? Yet, did Jimmy Ray get to play quarterback in the NFL? He did not. So that's why it's significant. Yeah, I, I just don't think even even our younger listeners, younger fans of the NFL have no idea, even in the late 80s, that nonsense uh, was being even portrayed on television by guys like Jimmy the Greek. Like, it's just unbelievable how far yeah. we've come uh, from that nonsense from the late 80s. And you're right. Like, it, it does mean something, and I hope – uh, down the road, it's not a story because we're going to see a lot of this moving forward. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's what we're looking forward to, and, yeah. and that's what we're going to watch. And I think that the game, they will touch on it, but they won't dwell on it. And mm-hmm. I think that's the right thing. You touch on it for this because the game is bigger. Yeah. But for all of us who have lived it, seen it, as you pointed out, all of that, breaking barriers and watching what they're going through. Mm-hmm. But these guys also know the people who, who set the table for them. They also know the people who, who broke down barriers who maybe didn't get there themselves and win it. You know, the Randall Cunninghams, the Warren Moons, yeah. you know, and go right on down the line. But they know about those guys, and they get to represent them on Sunday. Um, speaking of appreciation, um, I don't think maybe up until this year with Tyreek Hill gone, I think Travis yeah. Kelsey's finally getting his due, Charles, because – even in the playoffs uh, this year, we all know what the Chiefs' strategy is. Throw it to Travis Kelsey. The defense knows what they're going to do, and yet this guy <laughs> continues to get open all the time because he's such an incredible athlete. Is, is Travis Kelsey finally getting his due as not only you know, arguably now, I think it's safe to say maybe he's the greatest tight end who ever played, Charles, but one of the greatest yeah, football players we've ever seen. 
Yeah, he goes into that argument, doesn't he? And and it was, it was already there before, but I think your point's well taken. Now there's even more of an appreciation, more of an understanding. But he fall, falls in line with others who end up being the primary targets of their quarterback, but now at the highest level. Because if they find a way to win on Sunday, we always talk about wide receiver one, right? And who's wide receiver one and how are they? Well, guess what? There is no true wide receiver one in Kansas City this year. So this offseason, Andy Reid actually took Patrick Mahomes aside and said, you know, this is yours. I'm turning this over to you because we're getting all these new receivers. They actually canceled an OTA or a mini camp and let Patrick take it from there and invite all the guys, I think, to Texas or what have you, to start to get to know them. But privately, I have to feel that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey said, this is our show. We're going to bring along these other guys, but we have to be the primaries. You have to be that one. I don't care if there's three guys around. You're going to find a way, and we're going to find a way on certain downs to get you the football. And that's exactly what has happened. But it's interesting because Greg Olson is calling the game for, for that network out west on Sunday, right? The last time he played in a Super Bowl, he was Travis Kelsey for the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Right. You know, if you think about it with Cam Newton, he was truly the primary number one receiver. Yeah, they had guys out wide, but those guys out wide were not the ones that dictated how their pass game would go. Cam Newton to Greg Olson dictated. On Sunday, he'll be able to relay that same type of a thought and a conversation. And I'll be surprised if that does not come up. I'll be shocked because it is a primary story. And Greg can tell the story better than anyone because he was—he lived it. <laughs> he was the guy. And if, if they needed a needed a big throw, they needed a first down, they needed anything. He was their first look, second look, third look before they looked anywhere else. And that's what Travis Kelsey is now. It's been a big year for the Kelsey brothers, as we're going to see two brothers face off in the Super Bowl for the first time. And if this ends up being <laughs> the last year for Jason Kelsey. What yeah. would this mean for his legacy? You know, offensive linemen don't have the, the trackable stats, but he's been a, a, a mainstay in that Philadelphia offensive line for well over a decade yeah. now. No doubt. And I think that when it comes time to go into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. as long as he's not in a year where it's nothing but star-studded people, where they all go in at the same time, you know those years where yeah. it just falls, where it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Once he doesn't fall into one of those, He's got a chance to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. That's what he's played himself into. And we just talked about Travis Kelsey. Is Travis the greatest tight end of all time? He will have a big conversation about that because we know there have been some great con- tra- uh, tight ends that have ever played the game. There have been some great centers that have, uh, that have played, but I don't think we name them as readily and as quickly. Mm-hmm. And because of recency, Jason, you know, he can go right to the top of the pile. And I would have no fight for that. I would have no argument for that. He has been phenomenal. His ability to move. You guys watch him play. He snaps the ball, and when they run quarterback draw, quarterback lead, he will snap and sometimes pull all the way to the perimeter to lead his quarterback. There's times when he will snap, take one step, little dance step left or right, and then the, he, you can see him with a quick look to find his quarterback, like, come on, come with me. And then he leads him. All right, he's that type of a player. He climbs to the second level after after taking on those big nose guards and big defensive tackles and gets a linebacker downfield. He makes all the line calls. He helps his quarterback significantly in knowing what he's saying in terms of the defensive front. 
and how to call plays. He's everything that you want. So we're talking about not just two brothers playing each other for the first time because we know the Harbaugh's matched up as coaches as brothers, you know, in a Super Bowl. But on the field, not just that, but two legitimate, absolute, bona fide lock Hall of Fame football players playing against each other. We're, we're watching some serious history come Sunday. I'm fascinated by this coaching matchup. You have Andy Reid, who's basically done it all, and then you've got Nick Sirianni, who's in his second year as a head coach. He's been in the league for a while, though. He's actually spent some time with Kansas City, too. But as a head coach, you doing your broadcast, you get to spend some time with them ahead of the games and such. Yeah. If you could use a word to describe Nick Sirianni, who's in his second year and now in his Super Bowl, what would that word be? Hmm. Convicted. Mm. And I know when we use the word convicted, sometimes you, you see people in handcuffs and the whole deal, right? <laughs> what I mean what I mean is convicted in, 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 in what he believes and how he was taught. Okay, you go all the way back to the womb, right? Sirianni born in western New York State, that kid was gonna coach ball because the father there is a Hall of Fame legend there in terms of coaching. They've got, you know, fields and buildings named for him in western New York, okay? And Nick came up, grew up, played ball, you know, played at an incredible program at Mount Union. You guys know how great Mount Union's been over the years. And went into coaching, and now he's got his opportunity. But he also has a brother, I think it, um, is it uh, Washington and Lee College, is that has won over 80% of his games as the head coach. He's been there like 15 years. He's got another brother that won, I believe, two high school state championships in New York and then retired. And Nick always – and I said, well, he, he seems like he retired early. And he said, yeah, um, he got a little urging at home, time to be done. And so he was out. But they were, taught how, they were taught how to do it from the old man right from the beginning. And he has conviction in how to play the game, how to do things that I think has served him well along the way, and we're, we're seeing the fruits of it. The interesting part in this ball game, I think there will be some, some, some chatter this week because kind of the last time we had this sort of a matchup, you guys correct me if I'm wrong and help me if I've missed something, okay? Bill Belichick, Sean McVay. Mm. You know, that type of old-style you know old style coach who's done it all that everyone looks at as the brains of the league, you know, you name it, every accolade is there. Definitely going to be a Hall of Famer already. Win, 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 win. Versus here comes a young Wonderkind in that first big ball game. How will the Wonderkind result? Or, you know, do? Mm-hmm. Well, Sean McVay admittedly did not do well. Yeah, he got his soul taken I, by mean, Bill Belichick in that Super Bowl. It, it, Charles, that, that was a rough one. Yeah, you guys know that was a rough one for yeah. him. And Sean has said it. Sean said it himself. He went so far overboard. You know, he got into that old, okay, if they know that we know, and we know that they know, and they know that we know, that maybe we should do, you know, you just, you, you overthink it mm-hmm. instead of just letting it flow. And he jammed himself up. He jammed all of his circuits. Okay. And boom, we saw that on that Sunday in the Super Bowl. The next time he played it, he didn't do that, found a way to win. I think that that's what everyone's going to be looking at this game and saying, okay, is Nick Sirianni's circuit's going to get jammed trying to out, you know, trying to fool Andy Reid? And by the way, he coached for Andy Reid, so he has that extra reverence for him. He had four years in Kansas City, so he gets it, understands it, 
will he be like Sean McVay and on the big moment overthink it, try and do too much? You know, we call paralysis by analysis. Is it going to be that for him? Mm-hmm. I tend to doubt it. I don't think we'll get there. But that's going to be, I think, a storyline going in. Will he be able to relax enough and just coach his team? One up against legend. Um, Charles, is, is the key to this game the arm of Jalen Hurts? We know in that game against the 49ers, and it's tough to gauge because they just blew him out because the Niners had nobody who could literally throw the football. But he missed some yeah. open throws in that game. The A.J. Brown thing comes to mind. It's just yeah. he hasn't looked right since coming back with that shoulder injury. Is that the key to all this? Because we know that they want to run the football first and foremost. The RPO is great with Jalen Hurts. We know the Chiefs are going to try to throw the football all around the field. Is is this game going to be come down to the arm of Jalen Hurts? Is that the key for you? I think Kansas City wants it to because that means they've taken away the run and Jalen Hurts hasn't been effective breaking them outside the pocket. Their goal is for it to come down to Jalen Hurts' arm, that he makes all the throws, all the keys, all, all those things. If he's able to get out of the pocket and run for first downs, if the quarterback run game is in there, if they're running the ball well with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, and you know, if they're able to do that, then you know, you know, Kenneth Gainwell as well, then, then Kansas City has a problem on their hands. The M.O. for Philadelphia all year long, and we'll see if it changes come Super Bowl Sunday. Throw first, run late. That's what they want to do. They want to throw to open things up and get it, you know, get into a good position and then beat you up in the run game. That is how they've won all year long. Can they do it? I would guess that Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator, their staff, they've been charting what they're getting from Jalen Hurts. What throws work best for you right now? Because he won't be a hundred percent for the Super Bowl. You know, they're going to know what the best throws are. And Shane Steichen is the play caller. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to have that on his play sheet that these are the throws that work best for him. Can we hit those throws early and get things going and then come back and beat them up in the run game? Right now, Kansas City has no true idea of can he throw the seven route? Can he throw the nine? Can he throw the six? Can he throw the whatever? But they're going to try and figure it out as they go along. Philadelphia will already know that and try and get those routes he can throw well and try and get to them early. Uh, Charles, for our listeners who may like to put a little bet down on the actual Super Bowl. No, no. Everybody's all entertainment only. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, the NFL is not the number one league on betting and fantasy football. No, Um, not not at all. all. Not at all. Uh, Charles, who's the guy under the radar that potentially might have a big game in the Super Bowl that we're not talking enough about here? Off the radar that might have the huge game? Yeah. Well, look. It's hard to find guys off the radar, right? I mean, it absolutely is. But Kenneth Gainwell running back for Philadelphia is their two-minute running back, and they like to use him in third-down situations. Everyone's trying to take away all the weapons. Can he be that check-down guy? Because I think Jalen Mm. Hurts can make all those throws. Can he make enough catches, keep the sticks moving? I don't think he has to chew anyone up. But I think he can be a big part of the game for them. Okay, that that's that's kind of the way I look at it. I like it. I want to see on the other side if if Marcos Valdez Scantling will continue what we saw in the AFC Championship game. Mm. He played the game of his life. We always knew he was fast. Yeah, hands were always the shaky part. He didn't have a single drop, including that great catch in the end zone that was contested. And I thought, well, if there's a time he's going to drop it, this is the one. And he didn't. 
can he continue to do that and take pressure off? Because here's the thing. I don't know that Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony are going to be available to play. So now the pressure really shifts to him to be a guy who can make some plays on the perimeter and take some sort of pressure mm-hmm. off, of, off of Travis Kelsey. Can he be that guy to do it there? So I'm keeping a really strong eye on him to see if he can stack together a second big game. Yeah, uh, that uh, t- Kadarius Tony injury did not look good, uh, that non-contact injury. Um, Charles? No. Super excited to talk to you next week. We'll have a Super Bowl champion, and Can't then we'll, like, we'll talk a little bit of the offseason. And we didn't get to Aaron Rodgers but we'll do that next week after we break down the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think everybody's gotten Aaron Rodgers. Now, we're good. I mean, yeah. you know, I, yeah. my ah. goodness. I yeah. mean, I, I still know what there is left to do. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at the stage like Andrew Whitworth. I just let me know where he goes. Yeah. We'll come back and we'll talk about yeah. it some more. We're, we're okay on that. Just let me know where he lands, and then we'll go from there. But the other part is, quick message, next week – I travel after the Super Bowl on Monday, so I'll be in the air when we're supposed to talk. Uh-oh. So someone give so someone give me a jingle or a call or a text, and let's figure out when we're gonna when we're gonna do it because okay, I'm coming back from Phoenix. I, I'm doing the, uh, the international broadcast with cool. my partner Ian Eagle. That you know it says it goes to 180 countries. I think you guys get the normal Super Bowl broadcast. Mm-hmm. But me and my partner, we are monsters in Liechtenstein. Okay, I just want wow. You to know that, that when we land in wow. when we land in Liechtenstein, yeah, it, all bets are off. Yeah. Okay, we we have to go to the disguises, the sunglasses, yeah. the whole yep. deal. The, but there, Kazakhstan, yep. we the got Azores. Nothing. Okay, you can't be seen there either. You get mobbed. The UA, the UAE, yeah, yep. yeah, United Arab Emirates, convoys, um, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you you understand. Yeah, you know? I get it. Yep, yeah, it's a tough gig. You understand yep. the, the the island of white. You know, um, you got to wear a disguise you know, in Madagascar. Yeah. I get it. Yep, I get it. <laughs> Look, Easter Easter Island. I get it. I mean, last time it was last time it was a full out riot. I love it. Right. Time, they actually asked us not to come back for five years so the country can re- so they can okay. heal. Yeah. How about it was this? A tough one. How about we just do the Tuesday? Is that okay? Can you do the Tuesday? I believe we can. I believe we can do the Tuesday if All that right. works for you guys. Let's do it Tuesday. I appreciate then. you working with me. Thank you so much. All right, Charles. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Uh, have fun at the Super Bowl. All right, you take care. Be good. There he is, Charles Davis, NFL analyst, CBS Sports on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dining at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403 248. Thirty-three, forty-four. I'm jealous. Of He's the going people, to the Super Bowl. No, of the people in Easter Island. They yeah. get to watch him on the broadcast. Um, I'm going to do this real quick too. Our NFL big bets brought to you by Sports Select. Sports oh. Select has more sports leagues, and for a limited time, better odds on over/under and point spread. Build your ticket at SportsSelect.com. Uh, I did a hit uh, for my pals in Toronto on Friday, and I did a little digging on some Super Bowl props. Do you want me to give you a little taste, a little sample before we yeah, get to the yeah, break yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me. Um, the Philadelphia- I got my pen. I'm ready. Yeah. Actually, the- here, let me get something a little bit more formal. Like um, you can type it out? Um, again, but just here's a disclaimer. Based on my horrendous record picking the NFL this year on both Inside the Lines and our show. Yeah. Um, I, again, a disclaimer. I would probably fade my picks. But your props have been good. 
Your prop you bets have been good for me. I'll say that. Okay. They, they've been good for me. Yeah, stuff I've done personally have been doing well, but stuff I've put out to the world, mm. terrible. Okay. Um, there's one thing I do like. Uh, the Eagles minus a half in the second quarter is paying plus 115. The Eagles minus a half in the second a half quarter. In the second yeah. quarter. Right. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, the best second scoring team in the NFL, the second best all time in a season at plus 137 in the second quarter. And the Kansas City Chiefs this season were 22nd in allowing points in the second quarter in the NFL. Hammer the Eagles so, in the second plus money. quarter. Um, I also like um, Jalen Hurts to go over his rushing prop. What's the prop at? Uh, 48 and a half. Jalen Hurts over the rushing Here's prop. If his shoulder is bothering him, mm-hmm. he's going to have to run the football. Yeah. And over the last four weeks, I believe his rushing attempts have been like 11, 17, 9, and 9. That's a lot. And the Chiefs so far this postseason mm-hmm. are giving up eight yards a carry to running backs. So I do like Jalen Hurts to go over his rushing total. How do you avoid Frank Clark's sacks? Run away from him. That's right. And last but not least, from Frank um, Clark. you want a bit of an underdog, bit of a bit of a lottery ticket play? Yeah, yeah, I love lottery tickets. I like uh, I like Dallas Goddard to score the first touchdown for the Eagles at plus four sixty five. Here's why: uh, he's caught the first touchdown for the Eagles twice this season already, and the Kansas City Chiefs in the red zone, they're thirty first in the NFL by giving up touchdowns to the slot. That's wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. Mm-hmm. So that's where Dallas Goddard is going to line up. Plus four sixty five for Dallas Goddard to score the first Eagles touchdown in the Super Bowl. There's Dallas. some three things I've kind of dug into. I got my piece of paper. There you go. There's some props uh, brought to you by uh, Sports Select. Sports Select does more sports leagues, and for a limited time, better odds on over under and point spread. Build your ticket at SportsSelect.com. All right, straight ahead, uh, your chance to qualify, which is a super awesome prize, a five hundred dollar gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. It's essentially a get-out-of-the-doghouse-free gift card. You have a 20% chance to win the $500 gift card on Friday if you tell us this. You've missed the Flames more than you've missed blank. Tonight they play for the first time since their nine-day break. And we also, if you call in, you always kind of got a better chance to qualify. Kind of. 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. 44. Your chance to qualify for a super sweet prize next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio uh good morning it's a monday the flames finally play tonight finally they're back after a nine-day break against the new york rangers tonight at madison square garden puck drop just after 5 p.m where else your home of the flames sportsnet 960 let's go let's go back at it fired up four more games out east Let's go. And according to moneypuck.com. Tell me more. The Flames have the second easiest schedule remaining in the National Hockey League. Sure, I'll buy. Okay. I'll buy. I'll bite. I'll nibble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Uh, Corey Sarich, Flames alum, former NHLer, Flames analyst for Sportsnet. 
at the top of the hour at 830. Uh, we'll tee up the game tonight between uh, the Flames and the Rangers. And I'll also tell you about literally the softest man in the world. You've been teasing this. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the point. Like 10-ply soft? Yeah, pretty much. Is there such a thing? But yeah, I don't um, know. Definitely. Just, that's a chirp. Very, very. Like, You're 10-ply, bud. Like super, super, like soft serve in the hot sun. Mm. Like super soft. Yum, yum, yum. Super soft. Uh, but right now, we are giving uh, a chance for you to qualify for a $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. Don't get caught forgetting Valentine's Day this year. Maddie and me want to save the day for one lucky listener. Text or call into the show all week to join the conversation, and five lucky listeners will qualify for the draw to win a $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers just in time to spoil that special someone. So if we pick your text and or phone call, you have a 20% chance to win the 500 beans on Friday to Charm Diamond Centers, which is a pretty damn good deal. That's an excellent deal. Um, 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. The question for today is, I've missed the Flames more than I've missed blank. I've missed the Calgary Flames more than I've missed blank. Our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot Texty McTexterson is on board for this segment as well. Uh, Patrick, is Texty ready and fired up? Is he lubed up? He's got nine ready to roll. Okay. Whoa. Uh, all right. Nine. All right. That's a uh, mouthful. I like it. Let's hear uh, Let's hear the first one from Texty. Gordon in Riverbend. I have missed the Flames more than George misses vacation time. <laughs> all right. Because <laughs> you take a lot of vacation. <laughs> Get it? Do I? Because you did that one time yeah. near the holidays, and you took like... I don't know, like, yeah. what, two and a half weeks? Yeah. How dare you? Um, Paul from Calgary just texted in, Paul, you know we can't read that on the air. <laughs> oh, like, I can't. No, I, no. No, yeah, you can't. No. I know you missed the Blue Jays, but we can't talk about those on the air. They'll be back. Pitchers and catchers yeah. report next week. They'll be back. Even though you're married, you can still watch the Blue Jays. Uh, texty, what else do we got? Justin in Olds. I miss the flames more than I miss low gas prices. <laughs> okay. It's a very topical text. <laughs> Same, Justin. <laughs> I like it. Same. Oh, that's too bad. I guess that's, mm. I don't like I, when they're real. I, what, what's, what's going no, on? I, you got something to say? Yeah. I, okay. Let's do it. Mm. Uh Oh, here he goes. He feels like he's going to get himself in some trouble. I know we do have real the quick, gas prices. Say it quick. But still, like, from a province that produces so much gas and oil, why do you have to pay so much for gas here? Uh, we know. <laughs> well, like, we know. We don't want to get into it. But yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like it's literally in the ground. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it going here. Let's I don't think it's... Like, I, don't, I don't know the it's science not that or the engineering, yeah. but yeah. I'm sure there's another step or two, but yeah. your point is well heard. That's what I mean. Yeah. All right. It, it can't be that hard. Yeah. Um, you want to get to the phone line here? <laughs> All right. Tim's been on hold for a while. Uh, Tim, good morning. Jimmy. How are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Um, how, what would you do with this $500 gift card? Oh, I would definitely use it to spoil my loving wife, Joe, who okay. deserves it because she puts up with my sorry ass. Okay. Mm, that sounds like appropriate. That. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, so t- go ahead. I miss the Calgary Flames yep. more than I miss Maddie Rose. Complaining about George's vacation time and George complaining that he's not a Leaf fan because he lived in the Golden Horseshoe area. 
Okay. Hang on the line, Tim. It's not bad. I didn't complain that you were on vacation. I had a lot of fun while you were sure. gone. Sure. You didn't have to do the Rose Report. No, That's it was exciting great. for you. I get to roll in like 5.15, get like an extra me. hour of sleep. Yeah. It's great. It's the best. I wasn't the one complaining. I'm it was not the complaining text line at all. that was complaining. I just got to come up with dumb things like, oh, the flames have missed this. Yeah. Ooh, and somebody's really soft. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Again, that's, that's what you get to do. Yeah. Um. Again, Tim, if you follow me on Twitter at George Russick, you can know that been a Habs fan the entire time. That you're a humongous Leafs honk. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a honk. Yeah. You and Steve yeah. Dangle. See, much like, oh yeah, much like I get the text about Toronto, George, you know how many texts in Toronto got, what are we going to Habs fan on a Leafs station? You know how many of those I've gotten in my life? Why is this stupid Habs fan talking about the Leafs? You're gonna we go to do that here. Yeah. You're going to go to Montreal. They're gonna, Who's this prairie boy talking about the Habs? Yeah. It's literally in the ground. <laughs> Feel the culture. All right. <laughs> yeah. That was a good random drop. All right. Texty. Let's hear some more. Paul Smith from Bridalwood. I miss the flames more than my two ex-wives. Two, oh, bo- two of them. <laughs> two of them. Oh, boy. <laughs> so does he split the gift card among both of them, I guess? 250 to each. No, the gift card is for the current. And he misses the <laughs> I don't know. Too. I don't know where I saw this before, but like apparently on Valentine's Day, it used to be a custom to send your exes uh, black roses <laughs> as in to signify the love that you used to have. Gross. But now it's dead. That's terrible and awful. Yeah. Like you just want nothing to do with them. Yeah. I. That's not for me. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, no, grazie. Keep them rolling, Texty. Let's go. Robin High River. I miss the Calgary Flames more than waking up on Saturday morning crushing some lucky charms, playing NHL 94 on my 16-bit Sega Genesis while drinking a Tahiti treat. <laughs> oh, Tahiti treat, too. Oh, wow. wow, I like that one. That Right in the nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, Tahitian you... treat used to be this, this the, the, the had the most sugar. Out of any soda pop on the market. As I was listening to that, I started to smell the scent of those different odored markers from my childhood. Oh, I love those. What were they? Mr. Sketch? Yep. Yeah. <sighs> so good. Um, so good. Dave in the Beltline um, talked about some specific physical ailment he's had. Hmm. In the uh, oh yeah, in the bum region. Do you really miss that though, uh, Dave? Maybe it was his friend. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you really miss that? He misses sitting on the old uh, inner tube everywhere he goes. Uh, Keep him going here, Texty. Let's go. Nina in southwest Calgary. I miss the flames even more than I miss my youth, energy, weekend mornings of sleeping in and carefree life after having kids. Oh, my. (laughs) That one makes me sad. I hope that you weren't driving your kid to school while you texted that in. That would be extra sad, but... Um, Yeah, we womp. Too bad. Was there such a thing as 25-cent draft night at Cowboys? Yeah, there was. According to Tyler? Yeah, there was. Oh, my God, really? Well, the draft would come in about, it was about a thimble of draft beer. but It wasn't a lot. You essentially could get, like, a tray for, like, $5, and then you'd just bring the tray back to your squad, and you'd all throw back three or four of these, and then... Was this recently? Uh, What would you define as recently? Within the last 10 years. 
They had a cheap draft night. I don't know if it was a quarter. Oh, my. I didn't spend a lot of time at Especially Cowboys. Especially with 18-year-olds drinking 25-cent drafts. Yeah, and, and you know that it's just the best beer you can buy. But who cares? It's, it's 25 cents. And also, you're 20. Hangovers were... A, yeah. They weren't a thing yet, so... No. Yeah, no, that was a thing. That and sounds they, awesome. And they were messy evenings. I would I would imagine so. Yes. How many more you got, Texty? Or how many does Texty have, Patrick? Texty has four left. Okay, let's go rapid fire. Very in the Southwest. I miss the Flames more than Huberdeau misses Barkov. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a good one. Or more than Huberdeau misses his Lamborghinis. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Ch- uh, who is that blogger who said every man in his 20s should own a Lamborghini? He's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just you that sh- easy. Should. Yeah. <laughs> All right, keep them rolling, Texty. Dumb statement. Kirkland from Chestermere. I've missed the Flames more than NHL officials missing that the puck crossed the line in Game 6 of the <laughs> 0-4 Cup Final. <laughs> it was in! He's right. He's That's right. a good it one. Was in. It was in. I was discussing that with my family over the weekend. Yeah. Um, it's been how many years later and it's people still are almost two decades, George, yeah, and they'll never get over it. I, I, yeah. Unless the team eventually wins another championship and that'll kind of take, take the sting away from Oh four. Yeah. But well, until it, then it'll be 19 years this summer. Wow. That's crazy that it's been 19 years already. All right. What else? Texty Des in olds. I've missed the flames more than Wendy's bacon mushroom melt in between promotions. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Are you a mushroom melt guy, Patrick? Those portobello mushroom melts, they look good. Man, they're good. Okay. They're good. Okay. <laughs> uh, shout out to Wendy's. I'm a spicy chicken sandwich man. Yeah, myself. they good too. Uh, I, think it's the, I think it's the Cadillac. It's it's a good sandwich. I, yeah. Nothing better than just being the most so, hungover man in the world and smashing like six GBCs in a row. Now, <laughs> have you ever noticed when you get a Wendy's sandwich, it's kind of slapped together? Oh, it's so slapped together. Yeah. It's so haphazard. Do you know why? I worked with I went to school with a couple dudes who worked at Wendy's at the time when I went to college. Um, and uh I didn't go to universities, I'm dumb. Um, but uh the guys worked at Wendy's and they said uh they literally had to make the burgers in four seconds. That was the time. <laughs> no, there was a time limit. You had to make it in four seconds. Yeah, obviously. That's why it's like <laughs> spicy chicken sandwich, pow, wrap it up, whip it down the chute. There you go. <laughs> if you work at Wendy's, text in 960-960. Confirm or deny that story for us. Dude, have you ever gotten uh, like the wraps there? And yeah, I have got ha- The grilled chicken wrap is good. And half the time, it's like not, not even, even wrapped. Not- <laughs> no, because they got to do it in four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> you open it up. Does that make a lot of sense to <laughs> you now? Just slap all the ingredients in the paper here? Is this a make, your, make it your own way? Yeah. I don't want this deconstructed. All right, let keep them keep going, Texty. Here, we got to make a decision. Kevin in downtown. I miss the flames more than the Chinese weather balloon. <laughs> That's pretty good. So it's pretty timely. Yeah. I like it. A topical. Very nice. Why do you miss it? I, I it was, apparently it was close to us. It well, flew over close to us. Yeah, who last cares? Week. It's all right. They're already spying on us through TikTok. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> who cares? And your iPhone. Yeah, they've Don't been worry doing about it for it. years, apparently. Don't worry about it. How many more you got there, Texty? One more. Wrong? All right, let's do it. Gary from Airdrie, I've missed the flames more than the McRib. <laughs> okay. The lot, McRib? A lot of fast food specialties <laughs> here that we're, All right. that we're getting skipped on. Like, I, I do like... Um, 
I do like uh, Tim taking the effort of calling in. Yeah, but not bad. It was okay. Yeah. But what was your favorite text out of all of those? Because mm-hmm. usually I like when you and Patrick pick the winner. I like the ones about uh, the youth energy weekend mornings of sleeping That's in. That's Nina. And carefree life from Nina. I, I also I, like the guy who was eating the Lucky Charms and the Tahitian treat. Yeah, that yeah. was that one brought me way back. It's got to be one of those two, I think. You think so? I'm going to let uh, producer Patty break the tie. Uh, <laughs> let me go Rob, man. I think it was Rob, right? The uh, let's, Let me double play that here. Rob in High River. I miss the Calgary Flames more than waking up on Saturday yeah. morning crushing some Lucky Charms playing NHL 94 on my 16-bit Sega Genesis while drinking a Tahiti treat. Yep. Robbie. Okay, congratulations. Maybe watching a little Looney Tunes. Yeah. Some Transformers. Um, congratulations, you know, Rob. You've qualified for our Friday draw to win a $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. We're doing this all week. So if if you're one of the lucky texters or somebody who calls in, if you get picked, you got a 20% chance of winning a $500 gift card, which is pretty sweet. Just in time for Valentine's Day, courtesy of our friends at Charm Diamond Centers. Make sure you spoil that special someone. We'll announce the winner on Friday's program. All right. If you worked at Wendy's, text me 960-960. Name and location. Is that true? You had to slap things together in four seconds? Because I, I, I vividly remember that. from Because I actually took, out of high school... I went to college. It took manufacturing engineering because mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be like my dad and work at GM. Yeah, and I like did like a. <laughs> I got two percent in print reading because I just showed up for the exam, and and the teacher goes, "I gave you two percent because you spelled your name right." So if you need a blueprint read, I'm your man because I have no idea. Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, two percent. Yeah, go, thanks. The city filled with never finished oil engineers, and I'll go first and, to you. And Great, then I, yeah. and then I made that. Terrible decision in getting into broadcasting and the rest is history. But, George, we make so much money. Yeah, it's true. Uh, anyways, JBCs, hey? Yeah, four seconds at Wendy's. 960, 960, name and location. All right, Corey Sarge, straight ahead. Tee up this. Well, they're finally back after nine days. Flames and Rangers will talk to Corey Sarge. 830, more on this Flames and um, Rangers matchup. And we'll tell you about the softest man probably in the world. The whole we'll world? do that in the final hour of the big show. Well, our part of the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.